Aloha! Welcome to the Hale o Nakaula podcast. We are based upcountry on the stunning island of Maui. If you have any questions or want to know more about us, you can always check us out at hokmaui.com. We would love to connect with you on social media throughout the week on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Today, our pastor, Daniel Oliveira, connects fasting with Matthew 22:37 through 40. God is not looking for us to fast in a way that shows off humility with a pious face. He is looking for us to fast in a way that changes us. What is the fast that he chooses for his disciples now? That we love one another. Awesome. Lord, we open our hearts. Yes. Holy Spirit, speak to us. You know, what we're looking for is for the, like Daniel talks about, that the, the book is going to open up for us. You know, things that have, nobody has been able to find for many, many generations. We, we're looking for that, right? When the first miracle of the Lord in Cana of Galilee, you know, they ran out of wine, And that was not just the first miracle, it was like a, almost like a prophecy of what is supposed to happen. You know, and then he came and he turned water into wine. And what that means is that there is the best wine reserved for last. The glory of the latter house is to be greater. Right? So that's what we have faith for. We have faith that there is going to be more Then everything that you read in the Bible, we are supposed to live in days that the Lord is going to come and outdo everything that He has done before. Yeah. You know, we, we, we shouldn't expect the glory of the latter house to be greater. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. So what we are looking for is like, how can we get ready for the new wine? Right? How can we get ready to receive and embrace and, and be able to not blow up? You know, but actually receive it and, and retain it. You know, so we always read about that. You know, the, the, you do not pour new wine in old wineskins. Isn't that interesting? I think it's very interesting. Do you know where that is? This is, Matthew 9.14. So this is the story of the disciples of John coming to the Lord Jesus Christ, asking him, How come we fast, but your disciples do not fast? Then the disciples of John came to him asking, Why do we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Of course, this is happening because I'm teaching at Charlie University, the spiritual formation class. And every time, every spring, when I go through that class, I have to go over the material all over again, and I always learning something new. So this week was the lesson about the discipline of fasting. Right? And then we read here, that, and Jesus said to them, the attendants of the bridegroom cannot mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them. Can they? But the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. He was talking about himself. I am with my disciples. They have no reason to mourn. 
they have no reason to fast, I am with them. But at one point, I'm going to be taken away, and then they're going to start fasting. Why? Because they want me to come back. So they want to receive something, so it's time to fast. When the Lord Jesus was here, they were not supposed to fast. His disciples did not need to fast. But now we are waiting for something new to come, so it's time to fast, right? Oh, that's not very uh, popular <laughs> thing. But don't worry, you're not going to go hungry with this fast that I'm going to talk to you about this morning. So, but the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. But look at this. But no one puts a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. For the patch pulls away from the garment, and the worst tear results. Nor do the people, do people put new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wineskins burst, and the wine pours out, and the wineskins are ruined, but they put new wine into fresh wineskins, and both are preserved. Isn't that interesting that the idea of fasting is related to receiving new wine? So what was happening? What was happening is, here, Jesus was dealing with the second temple period. What happened? Many years, over 500 years before this was happening, the people of Israel were taken captive to Babylon. The temple was destroyed. They lost everything. They lost the place of worship. Then Ezra and Nehemiah came back and they rebuilt the temple. And so they were really dedicated to walk in the law to obey the law, and to fast, and wash hands, and to keep all the festivals, and all the fasts. You know, do you know, do you know that all, a lot of what we call the Feast of Tabernacles, the Feast of Passover, is actually a fast. <laughs> the fast of Passover, the fast of Tabernacles. Because you, you, there's like a, a change in your diet, a change in the way that you approach, because it's a preparation, an anticipation of something new. Right? So we always talk about the new wine, but we, how can we prepare for it? How can we become new wineskins? And so it, to me, it's interesting that it's related to this idea of fasting. But I think that when Jesus came, he, was, he came to open a new door for us. And I think that he was pointing to the fact that a lot of times what people, people's understanding about fasting was missing the point. And that was happening already before the destruction of the temple. And Isaiah, in the 58th chapter, he talks about that. And, and he's telling the people that they're missing the whole point about fasting. Are you guys ready to go there? We're going to have so much fun. But I'm going to read in the Message Bible. Is that okay? Because it's even more fun. So this is a whole chapter talking about the fast that God is looking for. Don't worry about your 
your dessert. God is happy with that. Remember that we, we believe that the kingdom of God is relationships. And what God is looking for is how we relate to him. So, this is going to be different than your translation on your phone, but you can find the Message Bible on your phone also. But if you have a real Bible, you know, it might be a little different. So, Isaiah 58, shout, a full-throated shout, hold nothing back, a trumpet blast shout. This is God talking to Isaiah, tell my people what's wrong with their lives. Face my family, Jacob, with their sins. They're busy, busy, busy at worship. <laughs> right? They were busy at the second temple. If you read, you know, Josephus, a Jewish historian, he describes the activity at the temple at the time of Jesus. The numbers of sacrifices. They were busy doing everything that they could do. So this is what Isaiah is saying. They're busy, busy, busy at worship and love studying all about me. To all appearances, they are a nation of right living people, law-abiding, abiding, God-honoring. They're doing everything right. They ask me, what What's the right thing to do? And love having me on their side. But they also complain, why do we fast and you don't look our way? You know, why are we doing all of this and it doesn't seem to be touching God? Have you ever felt like that? In your mind, you're so dedicated and you're busy, busy, busy. And it seems like it's like there's a brass <laughs> over your head and your worship is not getting there. Do you want to know why? Just bear with me. Why do we fast and you don't look our way? Why do we humble ourselves and you don't even notice? Well, here's why. The bottom line of your on your fast days. It's profit. <laughs> You're fasting to get something. You drive your employees much too hard. You fast, but at the same time, you bicker and fight. You fast, but you swing a mean fist. The kind of fasting you do won't get your prayers off the ground. Do you think this is the kind of fast I'm after? A day to show off humility? Right? I'm fasting. I'm so hungry. <laughs> right? To put on a fierce long face and parade around solemnly in black. Do you call that fasting? A fast day that I, God, would like? Are you guys getting the point here? You know, and then the disciples and the Pharisees, the disciples of John and the Pharisees are like, how come? Well, I think that Jesus was 
showing them that the fulfillment of the law could not bypass the way that we relate to one another. You cannot reach to God and ignore your neighbor. We see that very clearly. You know, when one of the, the, the Pharisees asked him, but who is my neighbor? Remember that? Who is my neighbor? Because that, that Christ was confronting the same thing that Isaiah was confronting here. They were trying to reach to God, but in their relationships, they were not applying the principles that they should. Is this okay, guys? This is the kind of fast day I'm after. Do you want to know now? What is the fast that God is looking for? And remember, at one point they did not need to fast. But at one point, when they are expecting Him to return, that's when they start fasting. So what is, how do we fast? Getting ready for the return of the Lord. Okay. Now we get there. This is the kind of fast day I'm after. To break the chains of injustice. Get rid of exploitation in the workplace. Free the oppressed. Cancel debt. Isn't that awesome? Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Treat everyone right. That is what the fast that God is looking for. What I'm interested in seeing you do is sharing your food with the hungry, inviting the homeless poor into your homes, putting clothes on the shivering ill-clad, be available to your own families. Each one of these points is a whole message. You know, I read about this. Our tendency to think that you can put on a cloak of invisibility. And we come together and you think that nobody's noticing you. But that does not happen. Because the Lord sees us. But when we see somebody naked, or somebody that's not well clothed, our fast is to cover them. It's to love them. Not to reject, not to judge. So, you guys getting this, right? Being available to your own families. Do this, and the lights will turn on. And your lives will turn around at once. Your righteousness will pave your way. The glory of God will secure your passage. Then, when you pray, God will answer. You will call out for help, and I will say, here I am. Isn't that awesome? If you get rid of unfair practices, quit blaming victims, 
quit gossiping about other people's sins. <laughs> if you're generous with the hungry and start giving yourselves to the down and out, your lives will begin to glow in the darkness. Your shadowed lives will be bathed in sunlight. Isn't that awesome? I will always show you where to go. I will give you a full life in the emptiest of places. Firm muscles, strong bones. You will be like a well-watered garden, a gurgling spring that never runs dry. You will use the old rubble of past lives to build anew, rebuild the foundations from out of your past. You will be known as those who can fix anything, restore old ruins, rebuild and renovate, make the community livable again. Lord, the fasting or the mourning is the preparation of the wineskins to receive the new. And you wonder, how can I prepare? <laughs> how can I get ready to receive the new? He is the new wine, right? It is His presence. It is His anointing. It is God coming and dwelling in the community. Amen. The problem is that we cannot try to do this here. Let me go back to this. I bless this. Lord, thank you for making your word simple. You know, for giving us instructions that are not too far out that we only the spiritual ones can get. <laughs> right? Because he wants you, everyone to know him. You know, and he always speaks to us in a way that we can understand and we can walk and we can do something. He's never going to test or uh, prove us in a level that we cannot go through. Right? But if he is speaking to us about this, you know, like the new day, sing to the Lord a new song, something new happening. And he's saying... Prepare, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. So we can do it. We can do it. Here, let's go to Matthew 22, 37 to 40. And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend the whole law and the prophets. I love it. I want to walk in the, with the Lord and obey everything. If you do this too here, you got it. Just for fun, Luke 10.29 but wishing to justify the same story, basically. And he said to him, 
This is a different one. He was trying to try the Lord, right? And said, what is the great commandment? What does the, the scripture say? Jesus asked the, the guy, right? No, why don't you tell me? Right? So he said, verse 26, and he said to him, what is written in the law? How does it re- read to you? And he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But wishing (laughs) to justify himself, he said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Do you guys get the point here? He was facing the same thing that Isaiah was dealing with. Maybe 500 years before. (laughs) You know, that people were trying to obey the law without loving their their neighbor as the Lord loves them. And then, uh, you guys know this story. I'm not going to go there. You know, he tells the whole story about the, the Good Samaritan. And he uses, like, strong comparisons with a Levite and a priest not taking care of the wounded man on the road. And he was saying, you guys live on the temple, busy, busy, busy at worship, but you're avoiding your neighbor. First John four nineteen. we love because he first loved us. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him that the one who loves God should love his brother also. So what is the fast that he chooses? For his disciples now, when the bridegroom is gone, that we love one another, and that we cover. When we see somebody naked, we cover. When we see somebody hungry, we feed them. Yeah, let's continue reading this, right? Verse 13, if you watch your step on the Sabbath, and you don't use my holy day for personal advantage, if you treat the Sabbath as a day of joy, God's holy day as a celebration. If you honor it by refusing business as usual, making money, running here and there, then you will be free to enjoy God. Oh, I will make you ride high and soar above it all. I will make you feast on the inheritance of your ancestor Jacob. Yes, God says so. Christ came, he said, not to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law. And he came showing us that the way to fulfill the law was to be the expression of the love of the Father, of forgiveness, of receiving, going beyond the boundaries of culture, race, religion, and he would talk to anybody, all the people that were rejected, 
you know, like, I love that story. If you put in context of the, the Samaritan woman and how he was able to connect and talk to that woman, and then a whole village of Samaritans came to know him. You know, and Lord, give us that heart. Make us pleasing to you in the way that we fast, the way that we relate to one another. None of the religion actions were pleasing to the Lord. But what is pleasing to the Lord is when we humbly relate to one another and become His expression. I mean, you could go on with Isaiah also that says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to set the captives free. Right? That's what he's saying. When you see somebody captive, you don't walk away and ignore it. You go set them free. You give your heart to pray for that person, to fast, to mourn, until you see that person free of the limitations and the oppressions that are holding them back. You know, instead of going, yeah, I knew that that person would get in trouble. You know, but they would not listen. Now they they have all these problems. Right? No, no, we are not going to do that. We're going to say, oh, I'm sorry you got into that situation, but I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to see you set free. I'm going to see that oppression broken. I'm going to give myself to fast until you are not under that circumstance. Amen? Lord, we bless this for us. Lord, we do want to receive more from you. We do want to walk in this new day. And you're telling us how to do it. You're telling us how to take simple steps in our lives, in our relationships. Then you're going to bless us. Amen. Amen. Mahalo for listening to this message. If you are led to leave a rating and review, please feel free to do so. May God bless you.